City tracked down valuable records for me. FBI historian John Fox, as well as Debbie Lopes and Lauren Shaver of the FBI's Freedom of Information Act office, also helped me locate important materials. The Paul L. Murphy Award from the American Society for Legal History enabled me to conduct research at the University of Buffalo and the University of Cincinnati. The J. Willard Hurst Fellowship at the University of Wisconsin Law School's Institute for Legal Studies provided me with the opportunity to research in the holdings of the Wisconsin Historical Society and the University of Wisconsin Libraries, and also offered me the chance to draw on the insights and encouragement of Arthur McAvoy. At the University of Wisconsin, the translation skills of Gregor Meter proved invaluable. Kurt Vondren, Martin Murray, Douglas Bainton, and Katie Stavrova kindly offered me places to stay when I came to Washington, D.C. to do research. Scott Grau and John and Bridget Williams Cyril provided intellectual and moral support time and again. Countless thanks go to my parents, Barbara Thomas and William Thomas Sr., who went to great lengths to help me out as I tried to juggle parenting, writing, and teaching simultaneously. My sisters, Jenny and Sarah, were always sources of encouragement. I am deeply grateful to Helen Patterson for her generosity and good humor. My wife, Martha Patterson, is a constant source of love and inspiration, and she offered a keen editorial eye. Finally, I would like to thank my sons, Mark Robert and Walter Clark, who demonstrated considerable patience with their father. Author's Note In quoting from Justice Department Documents, I have let stand the misspellings and grammatical errors that appeared in the original, but I have corrected minor punctuation and typographical mistakes. Prologue After the first six months of the war, it would have been difficult for fifty persons to have met for any purpose in any place, from a church to a dance hall in any part of the United States, without at least one representative of the government being present. I doubt if any country was ever so thoroughly and intelligently policed in the history of the world. Thomas Watt Gregory, speaking in August of 1919, several months after his retirement as Attorney General. While the public efforts of the U.S. Department of Justice to repress opposition to the First World War have received significant attention from historians, who have generally focused on the prosecutions of dissenters under the wartime sedition statutes, Relatively little attention has been paid to the Justice Department's covert campaign to silence anti-war dissent. An examination of the records of the Justice Department's Bureau of Investigation reveals that in 1917 and 1918, the Department engaged in a massive and largely secret effort, unprecedented in American history, to suppress opposition to the war. In countless cases, Department detectives paid cautionary visits on suspected opponents of the war, advising them to stop talking about the war or demanding that they support the war effort. Targets of the department's investigations included pacifists, isolationists, socialists, union organizers, club women, ministers, German-Americans, and African-Americans. Homes, schools, workplaces, churches, all came under the scrutiny of the Justice Department, which also deployed undercover operatives in the hopes of eliciting unguarded comments by Americans regarding the war. Department detectives saw nothing wrong with trying to intimidate critics of the war into silence, 
and many investigators, displayed an expansive notion of what constituted disloyalty, in some cases treating radical criticism of economic or racial inequalities as unpatriotic. Investigators often feared immigrant disloyalty and wished that the foreign-born would assimilate into American culture. And yet, Justice Department detectives did not share a uniform ideology. Some investigators displayed tolerance toward socialists, while others did not regard those born abroad as automatically suspect. Some, in fact, recognized that certain immigrant groups favor the Allied cause. Based on the perceived threat they posed, certain groups were singled out for investigation. The nation's pastors, who outnumbered college presidents and professors by a ratio of more than seven to one in the early 20th century, played a vital role in shaping public attitudes and consequently were subjected to particular...